We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right, let's get it. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan for another hour here. Talking sports. You guessed it. Uh, going back to the last call, you know, about the Yankees and, uh, you know, the caller said he ran into me at Derek Jeter Day, you know, and, or Derek Jeter Night. And I say, like, that falls into, like, the Yankees strategy. That falls into what the Yankees do. Let's play on our history. Come on, let's get Jeter to come back. You know, we had we've had like three Derek Jeter days, but that was specifically the Derek Jeter Hall of Fame plaque night, celebrating him going into the Hall of Fame. And then they do the giveaway where I don't know thirty thousand fans got little Derek Jeter plaques that didn't look like him, but like that is marketing, that is business, that is a way to get fans to come to the stadium. That might be. I don't know, not even pleased with the team, right? When you see Frankie Montas on the mound and you see Aaron Hicks in left field, you're like, give me a break. But you're there because those old vibes, those old feelings, you're trying to like restore the feeling of, wow, this is why I became a Yankee fan or this was the most fun I had as a Yankee fan. Love Derek Jeter, love those teams, the mentality of those teams. And they're, you know, every time they can play off those teams, right? The, let's, they're gonna forever. They're gonna do it. Twenty year anniversary, twenty five year anniversary, thirty year anniversary, thirty five year anniversary. Come to Yankee Stadium and get a commemorative Yankee blah blah blah. And it lures us back in, and we all buy tickets and we all show up. I I remember that night saying, "Wow, the power of Derek Jeter." I never see this many people in Yankee Stadium at six thirty seated. <laughs> The stadium was more than half full. People in their seats at 6.30. I'm like, wow, people actually listened and got to the stadium early. You didn't even see that for the postseason games. And the Yankees play off of that. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about the Giants and how, you know, they were forced to make a change from listening to the fans. Shout out to Jeremy Fairman. Jeremy's always trying to get me to kick freestyles. But today he's like, it took five-plus years of losing and knee-jerk reactions for the Maris to get it right. I guess, you know, I guess five years of losing is a long time. So I guess, you know, it, it wasn't just last season or the season before. And I know it was compounded. That's why I mentioned Ben McAdoo, Pat Pat Shermer, Joe Judge. Like, it was that whole era. But they lost, right? They didn't make it to the postseason. They weren't competitive. So it got to the point where they had to make that move. And if you're getting rid of the GM... You gotta let the new GM pick his guy. It was it was time, and I know that they don't regret that decision at all. They're happy that they made that decision, and they're hard decisions to make. It's hard to go away from people that you work with, people that you developed a relationship with, people that you interviewed and hired and and had hopes for and promises for. Like you, it's hard to to make those tough decisions. They said it was hard to go and tell Joe Judge he was done, but look now, that's in the past, and okay, that's one guy. And look at all the success the Giants have had. The Yankees, I I keep hearing fans say they need a new voice. They need a new voice in the clubhouse. Well, if they need a new voice in the clubhouse, they had an opportunity to move on from Boone and they didn't. I I don't think they look at it like that. 
oh, they need a new direction. No, they're going to keep going in the direction that Brian Cashman ultimately wants to go in. And Michael Fishman, who's right underneath him. And the rest of their analytic team or the Yankees brass or whoever it is you think makes these decisions. They're, they don't think that they've made bad decisions. They don't think that you know they don't deserve to come back. They look at it as we won 99 games. We won the American League East. We were one of the last four teams standing. It didn't go our way in the end. So I don't expect any changes. I expect them to run it back. And I don't expect a World Series. I will say that. I feel like I've aged out some. I feel like I have gotten to the point in my mid-30s here where I am able to look back on my childhood and when I got into baseball, I got into baseball when I picked up a baseball bat when I got my first glove. When I started playing Little League, I started watching baseball more. And my first season in Little League was 97, 98, 90. Those are my first years, and look at what the Yankees were. That time is over. That's in the past. You know, you got to be able to accept that. Everything evolves. Everything changes. And the Yankees are never going to be able to duplicate what they once did, but at least a lot of us got to live that. And you got to accept now that they're just not the same organization that they were in the past. They don't move the same. They don't buy players like they used to do. Winning is not the end-all, be-all. They're, they're winning the World Series to them is something that they try to do, they'd like to do, but they collect wins elsewhere. So fans got to just taper their expect- expectations. For me, uh, I don't know, it's my first year being in the media, being on the radio, and being on television. If I wasn't on WFAN, if I wasn't on MLB Network, I don't know how many games I would have went to this year. Especially when they started struggling, I probably would have avoided the stadium uh, you know, in the past, I was always trying to find a cheap ticket. In the past, I was always trying to put money to the side and buy out tickets in advance for bobblehead days or, you know, circle certain dates that I felt like I had to be at the stadium. But I'm just like growing out of it now. I'm off that now because I, you know, it's like, like I, I think I used the analogy about Peter Pan. It's like you just grow up, man. Eventually, you got to grow up. You can't be a kid anymore thinking the Yankees are going to win the World Series every year. They're not. They're not, and there are better teams out there. There are better organizations out there, and they figure out how to get there more consistently. We are right now living in the Astros dynasty. The Astros have been to the American League Championship Series six times in a row, and four of those times they've gone on to the World Series. They've won one, and they're bound to win this next one. They have the formula. They have figured it out, and they've changed. There's a graphic that's floating around on Twitter about what has you know changed in the Astros organization. Versus what has changed in the Yankees organization. Not much in the Yankees organization. The Astros were forced to change after their cheating scandal. But they were able to keep a standard of excellence where they kept winning. And now no one can say anything about the year that they cheated. Because they followed it up with successful years that we think they were doing it clean. We think that they were doing it the right way. So when is it going to change for the New York Yankees that they feel like they have to get a new GM or a new manager? Not for a while. I'm very interested in seeing how long this next Cashman contract is. But it doesn't matter. I told you guys from the time I got on here, that is Cashman's job until he does not want it. He's 55 years old. He might be a Hall of Famer. He, you know, he might. you might not like his decisions. And, and you know, the latest one with IKF and Donaldson and some of these other moves, whatever, they're bad, but, like, don't expect it to change. And also, who knows what happens with this offseason. Maybe he signs Judge. Maybe he doesn't. But don't expect their philosophy to change. Don't expect their approach to change. They have convinced themselves that their new way of doing things works. I was listening to John Heyman and uh, Joel Sherman talk about it. And they said they're like the Yankee superpower was that they had money. So they could go out and buy the best talent. And it's like they're ashamed to use their money like that anymore or they don't want to use their money like that anymore like they don't have that money anymore it's like use your superpower what set them apart was the fact that they could go out there and get the top talent and they could bring top talent in because they were going to pay them more and now they want to you know go to IKF stop gap route and talk about prospects and pass on the top guys and now there's a long list of guys that they've passed on that could have helped them get back to the World Series and we'll never know we'll never know Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Young Josh and Passaic, you got it, bro. Go for it. 
Hey, Keith, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, man. I'm all right. You know, talking to the talk. All right, tough loss by the Mets. I mean, like, Drummond, I know he couldn't make free throws, but at least he could get rebounds. He's play some defense, and it's, like, tough watching him try to get rebounds. And then second-chance opportunities, third-chance opportunities, fourth-chance opportunities. Like, why aren't the Nets doing this in offense? They've watched this for two, three years. First off, Nets fans have to get over Andre Drummond. Uh, that was a piece of the Ben Simmons and Harden trade, but I never thought that he would be here. I never thought they were going to re-sign him. I guess in the beginning I thought because he's a New Yorker, maybe he'd want to, but the Nets, I knew they wouldn't be able to pay him. They weren't going to do that. The Nets need a big, though. Claxton is not a true five. Neither is Simmons. Dayron Sharp in his second year is not there yet. They need a big man. They need a guy in the paint that can be a presence defensively and can contribute offensively. They don't have that. And until they have that, until they have that, I, I, I don't know what to say. Kyrie can score 30. Uh, KD can score 30. And they're still going to get beat by these top teams. Ben Simmons is so much of a project. It's like, it's crazy that the Nets actually got suckered into taking him on because he do, he's a shell of himself. He doesn't even look like the player that he was. Um, and I don't know how long it's going to take for him to get back. And Royce O'Neal was a good pickup, but they needed to do more than that in this offseason. Uh, I'd, I'd also like to remind Nets fans and anyone listening that Joe Harris is still working his way back. He's he's there, but he's not the Joey Buckets we've seen. Seth Curry is on the way back, and also TJ Warren is on this team. So there is some help on the way. But in my opinion, man, if they if they start off, let's say they start off 1-15, there's going to be conversation about firing Steve Nash. There's already been. And and I have no love for Steve Nash. He can go. And then uh, there's also going to be a ton of talk about who to trade at the deadline. And there's young guys that they're, you know, like Cam Thomas is now getting no burn. Cam Thomas is a guy they relied on last year. Uh, they're going to have to make some moves. Even Kessler Edwards. Kessler Edwards is another guy they, they relied on as a rookie. Um, and he's on the bench. So they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to make some trades. They're going to have to... Uh, get a big and get get a just like another playmaker in here. KD Kyrie is it's not going to be enough. I think until they get that big center, just have guys like Giannis, guys like Embiid, just bowing right through them. Well, with the Yankees, so I think Trey Turner though, either he's not he's a free agent or he's in last year of an opt in or opt out. I mean, he's got he's the one of those rare players that that's over three hundred steals over twenty twenty five bases. I mean, do you think he'd be a good fit for the Yankees? Sure. The Yankees fans are already saying, give give me Trey Turner. He's a dog. I like I like everything about the way he plays baseball. He is a World Series champion. He went to L.A. and got it done. And he's going to get paid. If they don't get Judge, go get Trey Turner. I just don't think they're going to do both. If they sign Judge, I don't see them going to get any other big fish. I expect them to talk about how much you know they had to pay Judge, which is their own fault, and uh, use that as an excuse not to bring in any other free agents. And, of course, it's great to see with the Giants, Daniel Jones, starting to come together. He's had tons of those game-winning drives this season. He leads the offense. And then what they was pretty much done in the second half, he's like, get the ball to Barkley, get the ball to Barkley. So screens to him, let Barkley work. Though so what I heard, though, two years ago when Barkley first went down, then when he came back, that he can't really recover from those type injuries for another two years, and this is the two years after. Right. He's been really explosive, possibly the number one running back. And the Giants, they got to look at DJ Moore maybe to trade for. I don't know what they got to trade for him, but they yeah. need a healthy receiver. Yeah, we're hearing Jerry Judy, DJ Moore. Uh, I heard uh, Brandon Cooks might be on the trade block. It's coming up. I think the trade deadline is in a week or so. So, yeah, it's a, a week from yesterday. Uh, it's coming up. So moves are going to be made. Teams are going to be sellers or buyers. And uh, if you got a good record, you're supposed to be a buyer. So I can't, I don't, I mean, the Jets already made a move and brought in James Robinson. I can't see why the Giants wouldn't be on the phone trying to figure out exactly what they need and where they can get it. An average receiver that doesn't get injured. Keith, have a good night. Love the show. Young Josh, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I don't know, man. From the Nets to the Giants, uh, the Nets, <laughs> it's funny now that in the summertime, KD, and he expressed this on the like opening press conference, media day. I was physically there. They asked him right away, like, why'd you request a trade? And he said, I didn't like the direction we were going. I didn't like the roster. And he called for Sean Marks and Steve Nash to be fired. And now Nets fans are understanding why he was displeased with them.
Look at the roster that was built. And then look at like what Steve Nash has been able to do. Kind of similar to Aaron Boone, of course. I'm stuck like rooting for the Yankees and the Nets that decide to hire coaches with no prior experience. They pluck Aaron Boone out of the TV booth and say, that's our guy, that's our manager. He's going to learn on the fly with our analytics and what we tell him to do and our charts and our scripts. And then with Steve Nash, it's like, oh, he was a great NBA player and MVP, but he never coached before. He never was a head coach. And you're going to put him as the head coach of a team that you also talked about championship or bust? Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets have been talking about championship the last three years. Well, duh, if you go get Katie and Kyrie, guys with rings, we're expecting them to develop some type of championship pedigree, but they haven't been able to do it over the last three years, whether it's injuries, whether it's a vaccine mandate, whether it's a trade with James Harden, trading for James Harden, then having to trade him again. Sean Marks and Steve Nash are friends. He's not going to fire his friend. And, uh... Now Sean Marks will be on the hot seat this year if this team folds and then he's got to trade Kyrie or KD or whatever. Who knows? But so far, it's not looking that good, and I think it's setting the Nets up for uh, firing Steve Nash. And I don't know who they have waiting in the wings or who the next guy would be. And then also setting them up for having to make trades. Like They have to make a big trade to try and uh, go all in because this could be the last year of 7-11, KD and Kyrie together. And what a whack era that will be if they don't actually compete this year, don't actually make a run through the playoffs, and then they have to blow this thing up. Let's go to Perth Amboy and talk to Joey on the fan. What's up, Joey? How you doing, Keith? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Listen, first off, I want to say you got a great show. Thank you. Great show. Second, I got to say to my brother-in-law, because he's a big Philly fan, whether it's the Flyers or the Phillies or the 76ers, congrats on going to the World Series. Yeah, congrats. Phillies in another championship. Good for them. I hated to say that. <laughs> Good for them. They're they're greasing yeah. up the poles. They're lubing up the, the <laughs> poles so, so their fans don't climb up the poles and, you know. Uh, I can't stand saying that, but I got to say it. But congrats on that for the Philly fans. Good luck in the World Series. Yeah, we need him to beat Houston. Yes. Now, as a uh, put your hat on as a manager of the Mets, who would you go after first? And I'm not talking about getting DeGrom or signing Diaz outside of the organization. Oh, as, as the general manager of the Mets? Well, yeah, you should go do what you weren't able to do at the deadline. Go, go and get those bats. Go and get the DHs. Go and get the power bats, the guys that can hit the ball out of the park, and then also shore up that bullpen. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's outside the organization, but shoring up the bullpen, the number one move, I don't I don't see them not re-signing Edwin Diaz. Uh, they have a head start on everyone else. I think he's already expressed, like, hey, I had a great year here. I loved it. Um, I want to be yeah, here. he said he wants to stay. You got to lock him up. He's arguably the best closer in baseball. You lock him up, but you got to get but, get some support in that bullpen before you get to him. You got to get some other guys. Uh, I don't. I don't have. The, I honestly am just coming off the Yankees being swept. I haven't gotten too deep yeah. into the free agent tracker yet, and I know we'll have time for that in a couple months, a couple weeks. Uh, I, I don't have it off the top of my head. I'm I'm really like not there yet, but I know that Billy Epler's probably there. And I know that you know they've had a head start on this, and they know the holes that they have to fill. And we saw how effective their winter was last year, right? I was here, and right. we're, we're watching the moves. Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar, Starling Marte, Max Scherzer. And it's like, whoa, Like they're going for it. They're scooping up free agents. They're scooping think, up guys I that can make an immediate Nemo. impact. Nimmo, I, I, I think they should keep Nimmo because he's theirs. I think they should keep Nimmo because he's a good leadoff hitter and he can he's a baller. He's I always say he's a baller cuz Yeah, run. he's got he can run, he's got that energy about him. I think he he had some moments mm-hmm. last year. He had some down moments. He needs to be a little better, uh, a little more consistent. But depending on what he commands, you know, and who else is out there for his services, I think he'll be leaning to stay and uh that's another piece of the puzzle you'll be trying to keep together. All right. 
We'll see. Good We're going to have a ton of man. these conversations coming up. Uh, Thanks for the call, Joey. I'm sure I'm I'm sure we'll we'll have these conversations over and over again uh after the World Series, winter meetings, and then going into spring training about who's out there, who's signed, who they're going to get. And you guys know with baseball, they don't have like an NBA free agent frenzy. It, it can drag on for a while, you know. Guys will not be signed for a while, so We've got plenty of time for that. I have not started looking at the free agent tracker. Like I know, I know the big names of like Xander Bogarts and Dansby Swanson and Trey Turner and obviously Aaron Judge. But as far as who the Mets and Yankees should be targeting, uh, I'm not there yet. The stove is not hot, and uh, we got plenty of time for it. I'm not saying you can't call and and suggest it. You know, we talk about it. But I just know we'll be. We'll be doing a ton of that. When we get closer to that, everybody will know who the main guys are and who the big free agents are that the Mets and Yankees are looking to sign. And I think something I said the other night about the Yankees is you don't want to blow this up now. I know I know the fans are saying, you know, blow it up. But you, you don't want to get a new GM now. You don't want to get a new manager now. And you don't want to not sign Aaron Judge now. Could you imagine the Yankees doing that? Could you imagine the Yankees in this climate where they just went back to the ALCS, they just won the division again, uh, they were able to do that for the second time since, you know, they had it in 19. They did it again in 2022. They almost won 100 games again. You can't blow this thing up right now. Because on the other side of town, you have Steve Cohen, who is not sparing any expense. He's going to go buy the best players, the top players. And the Mets won 101 games. So just in your own city, you're not in a position to blow it up and miss the postseason. You're not in a position to go a new direction and find a new voice and win 85 games and come up short. Because that's just going to be louder. Like, the fans are just going to be more displeased. And then you actually start losing money in the business. Then your your other wins disappear because people stop showing up to the stadium. The Yankees aren't in a, a position to blow it up right now. The Yankees need to sign Aaron Judge. And we already know they're going to sign Cashman, and, and they're running it back with Boone. But they need to sign Aaron Judge, and they need to be willing to spend. Signing Aaron Judge for whatever that you have to outbid the next competitor, like, it, it, that's their own fault. They got to take that as their own loss. Like, all right, well, you know, that's my mistake for not getting him signed sooner. And to retain my own guy, I have to outbid the market. And you've seen them do that. They did that with Garrett Cole. I'll never forget going to sleep thinking they're not actually going to get Garrett Cole. And the number was floated out there. Nine years, $324 million. And I'm like, they're not going to do that. And I woke up the next morning and everybody's saying, we got Garrett Cole. And how excited was everyone about that? Fast forward to now. He, he has more respect on his name. But, Cash, if you're going to go outbid everyone for Garrett Cole, who we ended up finding out was aided by Spider Tack, who ended up not being the pitcher that he was when you thought you were taking him away from Houston to weaken Houston, don't let Aaron Judge go anywhere else. Go pay Aaron Judge, your guy that you drafted, you developed, you made into Aaron Judge. Don't be outbid for his services lock him up, and we'll deal with you know, him breaking down or not being the same player in five years later. You already owe the guy the money. It is what it is. And he's going to do right by the Players Association and test free agency and see how much money he can get, and you got to match it. Simple as that. You're not in a position to blow this up. Definitely not in this whole league. Definitely not in this whole league. They were already saying that you weren't going to finish better than third or fourth. You overachieved. But the Blue Jays aren't far away. The Rays aren't far away. The Rays are going to be right back next year with their pitching and some of their young talent, and I'm sure they're going to bring some random player in that's a star for them. The Red Sox, you can never count out either. They might just magically figure it out, and even the Baltimore Orioles have started to trend up. So this is not the time for the Yankees to blow it up. No matter what the fans say, we know they're not going to blow it up as far as their front office and the uh, management and the GM and the manager, but they also can't blow it up and not sign Aaron Judge, and then start to try and, like, I, you got you got to go all in. You got to go all in. Sign Judge and try and get back to the ALCS where you'll most likely meet the Astros, but figure out what they're doing that you're not doing. Figure out what type of things that, I don't know, they've done over the years to maximize their talent that you didn't and try and beat them. That's the only team really standing in the way. My guy Dwight down in Asbury Park on the fan. What's up, Dwight? Oh man, hey! I saw that elbow that Giannis, Giannis gave my boy on. Patty Mills, that, that was, was crazy. 
He's that twice his size. That was, that was three out of the 80s basketball. Yeah, see, uh, and Frank Isola was saying that, oh, uh, Giannis plays 90s, 80s basketball. No, he doesn't. He plays football on the court. Plays UFC. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there playing uh, UFC on the basketball court. He's throwing elbows, uh, kicking. Uh, I, I just I watch him play over the years, and I'm like, I'm just so tired of it. He makes his own rules, even at the free throw line. Why does this guy get more than 10 seconds to shoot free throws? You know why? Because with that and all of the charges and other fouls that he has, if they charged him a, a foul, he'd foul out of game. Like, I was in the arena counting down 10, 9, 11, 12, 13. Like, this guy is at the line forever. He, he fixed that. He's got, a, he's got a fan from 80s basketball, Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Thomas. Isaiah said that he was dominating that era. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And nobody would have tried to fight him. Nobody would have tried to check him. Giannis would have been a savage. He already is a savage. You know why he's a savage? Like I said, they let him have his way. He can literally do things other players cannot do. He can push people around. He can be super physical. And then when he's got the ball in his hands, they, like, don't know how to officiate him. They don't know how to call. They don't know how to call calls when he's when he's playing defense either. It's it's. It's wild for me. As a Nets fan, I've watched so many games with Giannis just just doing what he wants. I'm like, I don't get it. Thanks for the call, Dwight. Now we're approaching the halfway point of this uh, 1 o'clock hour. 877-337-6666. Got to break it down when we come back. I'll close it out. My last half hour, Salicata's next. Keith McPherson on the fan. Back after this quick timeout. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hello. Moving right along here inside of the 1 o'clock hour, inside of the last half hour I have. This three hours went quick. But that's what happens when you have a few different teams and leagues to talk about. We started off really on the Knicks with an overtime win, 134-131 against the Hornets. I gave props to whoever set up this schedule for the Knicks with the Pistons, the Magic, the Hornets at home in front of their fans. Good way to start the season. Good way to start the Jalen Brunson era. Found you a quarterback. The Knicks have a point guard. No, but for real, the Knicks have a point guard. And I don't think anybody is surprised, really. If you're, I mean, if you're surprised, maybe you're not paying that much attention, but Brunson is like that. Like, I think there was a game last year in the playoffs where he went for 41 next to Luka. And he can score. He can shoot. He, he, had, he had his career-high assists tonight, 13 assists. And... I gave you some numbers before about the pace and about the scoring from last year to to this year. He is an immediate impact. They look different, changed. And uh, we talked about the Nets, Steve Nash getting ejected, and Giannis being able to have his way, and it not being a rivalry because the Bucs beat them. I think they were 3-1 and against them last year, and they won the opener against them last year, and we already know the playoff history and they beat him again tonight and the Nets are just searching for answers right now Ben Simmons is not himself 
And even if he was, like, this guy is coming off a back injury, surgery, and almost 500 days without playing an NBA game. Super frustrating that the Nets have to rely on him. That he can't be in, like, the G League developing. Like, they they just have to throw him out there and he's got to get his confidence back and uh, whatever he can contribute, he can contribute. But the guy, he racks up a ton of fouls. He's got multiple techs. And it's not great. Um, and I don't know if the Nets will be able to trade him or what they're going to do. But starting off one and four, uh, one and three rather, I just think they're they're going to end up firing Steve Nash at some point. Uh, if they end, like I said, if they go five and fifteen, it's just going to get louder and louder. It's going to be on Steve Nash and Steve Nash tonight. You can, uh, that's different. You don't see Steve Nash get that emotional. You don't. You barely even see him like. You barely see him move from like his assigned seat and area. Like he he doesn't he doesn't ever get like that. So that that was positive to see him get fired up, but he was fired up because it, it was nonsense. You heard Dwight from Asbury Park say, "I saw that elbow that Giannis hit Patty Mills with." Yeah, and that was after he already pushed KD, shoulder KD, and in the preseason he he kicked Kyrie. It, after a while, you just can't take it anymore. As a fan, I can't take it. So I'm glad that Steve Nash stood up. But the Nets have a ton of problems. And uh, even though they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're not looking like a championship team here to start. They have played all playoff teams. You know, they'll be all right. They'll figure it out. But I think they need drastic changes if the Nets think that this is the last year of Katie and Kyrie together and they're trying to get this team to make a run in the playoffs. It, this group is not going to be the group to do it. So... We hit on the Knicks. We hit on the Nets. The Rangers lost to the Islanders. The Islanders the Islanders dominated. They made SportsCenter top 10. Sorokin ball did his thing. Uh, I think Ross called up to talk about the Rangers. Rangers have lost three in a row. Um, not great, but it's early there, so no panic. Devils won last night, beat the Red Wings. I watched a little bit of that as I'm trying to get my knowledge up. Jesper Bratt, I'm looking at the Devils and learning the players and learning more about hockey and uh, it's just, you know, system low overload with all of the sports. But, you know, we've also talked about the Jets and Giants tonight. Daniel Jones, Offensive Player of the Week. He's got to continue. They've got a big test against the 12th man in the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith, the guy that they benched Eli Manning for. He's looking for revenge. they got to be able to stop him. And I think they will be able to because DK Metcalf will be out. And they're going to rely heavily on Kenneth Walker III to run the ball. And the Giants' defense seems to always be up for the task. They'll keep that game close, and then they'll win it late. And then the New York Jets, looking for revenge against the Patriots. The Patriots embarrassed them for years. They embarrassed them last year. And now the Patriots the Patriots are reeling a little bit after losing to the Chicago Bears in front of the whole country and having to pull Mac Jones after three series and go to Bailey Zappi and... Now they're saying Mac Jones has taken all the reps in practice and Bill Belichick doesn't want to comment on it, but people have eyes and are privy to Mac Jones being the first-string quarterback this week, so I'm guessing they're going to start with him. And if they can get to him, they go to Bailey Zappi. Who knows? But in my opinion, uh, the Jets with James Robinson, newly acquired running back, filling in for Brees Hall. I saw he's going to be wearing number 23. Hopefully their run game is still strong. And I think it's really going to come down to Zach Wilson making throws, making plays. I think they're going to try and get Elijah Moore into the fold, get him the ball, man. Just throw him a little tunnel screen, uh, get the ball in his hands, see what the guy can do. You're going to need these guys to make plays. Bill Belichick's defense is going to be ready. You know he's going to be ready to come to MetLife. And last but not least, we mentioned what the Mets are potentially going to do and who they need to sign. In my opinion, you know, DeGrom, I understand if they don't retain him. But Edwin Diaz is a guy that I think they have to sign. And uh, there's other free agents that I expect them to go grab based off of what Steve Cohen has done in these last two years. And the Yankees, it all starts with Aaron Judge. If they sign Aaron Judge, I don't expect them to do much else. But if they don't sign Aaron Judge, man, they better have a, a year like, I don't know, 2009 or 2014 where they sign like four or five different guys and uh, change this team because something is not working. Multiple things aren't working. But I think they got to shake up this team, man. I, I think Glaber Torres is good as gone. I would love to see IKF and Donaldson gone. Can't bank on that. 
But uh, if Judge is gone, they need to have all new players in here. And we need to see Volpe. And we need to see Peraza. And we need to just figure out who is who and what is what and who can play in New York and who can't. If the pinstripes are heavy for you, Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks, and you, you, you can't sit at the table with us. We get it. The fans boo. I just never heard this much emphasis on booing. It has gone on forever. Julius Randle did the thumbs down. Javi Baez did the thumbs down. Fans have been booing forever, not just here in New York, anywhere. It's what you do as a fan to express your discontent. It's what you do as a fan to let them hear you and know. There's just no other way. There's no other way. The boo is effective. Everyone knows what a boo means. Boo. You suck. Not good enough. And these guys get paid so much money, they got to deal with it. Right? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's get back to the phones. Let's see what you guys got. My guy, Robbie and Lennox on the fan. Hey, what's Robbie, going on? you don't want to talk about the Rangers? I'm looking. It says Yankees, Knicks, no of Rangers. Course I w- of course I want to talk about the Rangers. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I thought Fleegs was going to say, hey, you know, we shut you out. What's, every year the Rangers get shut out early by the hours. You know what's interesting? Um, you know, the Rangers have had 40 shots in three games this year, and they've lost every game. Well, they, I, I don't like this. You know, I can't stand the shootout. I can't stand the three-on-three. It's like amateur hour. You might as well take three guys and put them on the court in the NBA in overtime and make it easier, <laughs> right? So I don't like it. I'd rather see a 10-minute overtime. See, Keith, you don't need a point system in the NHL anymore. You know why? Because there's no ties anymore. So you don't really need a point system, just a win system. Anyway, but uh, it's nice to see a real point guard in New York for the Knicks. I mean, I'm a, yeah. I, I remember the last championship. I'm not old, okay? And my little 1973 New York Knicks championship T-shirt that I wore that was down below my knees, okay? <laughs> so, anyway, about the Yankees. You know what's funny? Did you hear Josh Dowson's comments? I mean, this guy, I can't take anymore. With his 077 average in the in the series, he's like telling, yeah, I got a couple of good swings there and so forth. Do you know, I looked at the categories of Urshela and Dowson tonight. Urshela beat Dowson in nine categories. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that, right? And and Cashby can't figure it out. I talked to Sal about this the other night. Guys who put the ball in play. Look how the Giants were built by Brian Sabian when they won three out of five years, right? The, the San Francisco Giants. Name all the superstars on that team. How about just Buster Posey? That's about it, right? That's that team was good line drive hitting. You know, Crawford was good. Belt was good. Those guys just put the ball in play. But you had great starting pitching. Obviously, you know, Mad Bomb was tremendous. And you had a great bullpen. That's what you need. And Cashman doesn't get it. I cannot believe that he and Boone are going to be retained again. When I saw that Boone was going to be retained again, I must throw up. I mean, it, to, me, to me, the last straw was when he decided he was going to bring in, you know, Trevino and the, you know, to take Cole out and bring Trevino in. That was the last straw for me for Aaron. Insane. And when, he, yeah. and when he decided to bat, when he decided to bat Matt Carpenter with nobody on in the eighth inning in Game Four, and we decided that Trevino, the catcher, was going to bat for himself in the ninth inning of a game that they were down, you know, and ready to lose the series. Look, the philosophy of the Yankees has just been completely. It's discombobulated, doesn't? Don't these guys get? It? Let me tell you something, Keith. You're old enough to remember when they won championships, four out of five, right? Did we ever hear the word analytics? No, no. Why didn't we hear the word analytics? Because it's about getting good ball players to put the damn ball. In play. Yeah, because your eyes were enough. The eye test was enough to say right. Bernie Williams is going to get it done. Derek Jeter is going to get it done. Right. Tino Martinez right. is going to get it done. Paul O'Neill. There's a long list of guys that you could just look at and say, see, they were ball players. And I heard Brandon the other day, okay, and he says, can you sign a left-handed bat? When is the last time the Yankees had a, got, went out and got a left-handed bat? Besides I don't want look? one for some right. reason. I don't understand it with the short porch. You would right. think they'd have a couple of those guys, but they don't make that a priority. And I don't understand it. Like, like to me, Rizzo is a professional hitter. If you look at Rizzo, five times out of seven, he got uh, hits with runners in scoring position, okay? So if I were the Yankees, now look, obviously I wanted to sign Aaron Judge, but you know what I'm thinking? You know, and I heard Russo say this, I heard Dog say this on his program the other day, the fact that maybe if instead of signing Judge, maybe you could sign two or three players with the money you're going to give Judge. Like, I'd love to see a guy like Trey Turner. I'd love to see a guy like Xander Bogars. i like to see those type of guys. But I also want to see, see, here's the thing that bothers me. Okay, you go and sound like a guy like Trey Turner is a professional hitter, hits over 300. Look at the Yankee averages. I'm sorry. People say, well, average doesn't really matter. That's BS to me. Average does matter because you're putting the ball in play and you're getting base hits, okay? And people say, well, it's a useless single. It's about production. 
I miss baseball where guys get four, five, six hits in a row. This Yankee team, they can't, if they get two hits or three hits in a row, it's a miracle. I mean, it's always like an out, and then it's a home run. Look at Judge. Judge had 39 solo home runs. How stupid is analytics when it says that Anthony Rizzo is going to bat first in the lineup, and, be- and behind him are two guys hitting under, under, under 100? How did they make any sense Doesn't. analytically in the playoffs? And they can't That's make the it make thing. sense. But they'll so they'll me, tell you yeah. they'll tell you in the post game and all these other things that they have their reasons and their metrics and it's nonsense. I mean, it's like so sick of the metrics and the analytics. I mean, to me, it doesn't make any sense. What you go out and get is solid line drive contact hitters, and the Yankees haven't been able to do that for a while. So um, I agree with you. Get rid of Donaldson if you can. Eat it. I don't care. Eat his damn contract. IKF, get rid of him. I like to see them trade Glaber. I mean, I'd like to see them sign Trey Turner. I'd like to see them sign some guys that just put the damn ball in play, guys that hit with higher averages. You know, that to me is what the Yankees miss. The Yankees, but I also think the other thing, too, I was telling Sal the other night is that it's not only about the short right field porch, but it's about the dominance of right-handed pitching in the postseason. And the Yankees are built with too many guys from the right side. You don't need Stanton and Judge and Donaldson. Yeah, and they got to try and move Stanton, too. A ton of times, you know what we're saying? They got to try and move Stanton, too. They just have too much to do in this offseason, and I have no faith that they get half of it done. Why is Cashman coming back again? It's like this, your, your monologue was great where you're talking about, like, the fact that it's like, dun, 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 dun. here to Yankee history again. Yeah, like, I know it. Like, I lived through it. It's my entire existence. Like, I'm, I'm brainwashed, too, from being a kid, thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to win again. No, I'm, I'm right. growing up now. I'm like, uh-uh, I, mean, I see through it. I know the Astros have put themselves so far behind. And the other thing, too, is people say, well, you know, the Astros finished and last. And but you know what? That's true. But they also drafted Michael Tucker in 2017. And they traded for Alvarez from the Dodgers organization. They got him for a relief pitcher. But look at the other kids that they bring up, the Peñas of the world and all these other young pitchers. That I mean, it, it's just... They have good scouting. They can't, they can't develop anybody. They have good scouting. And then once they scout these guys and find them, they develop them. Look at their pitching. Right. And the guys you just mentioned, Alvarez, Pena. Right. Pena went to the University of Maine. Dusty Baker's like, yep. I don't know any Dominicans that go to Bears. University of Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hope maybe we'll be able to win the championship. We take the toothpick out of his mouth already. But I'm rooting, <laughs> I, I'm rooting for the Phillies. Even though I can't stand the Eagles, I can't stand the Sixers and the Flyers. It's like the Phillies, eh, you know. But isn't it interesting when you think about this, Keith, the Phillies, Kansas City Royals, the Texas Range, you can name all these franchises that have been in the World Series the last 13 years, some of them yep, twice. The Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay. Name all these teams. And you're at Yankees. They're not the there. The Nationals. But like The Nationals. What are the Yankees doing wrong? They keep retaining this guy. And somebody says, oh, he's a Hall of Fame GM. Why is Brian Cashman a Hall of Fame GM? You t- he's not responsible Late for the 90s, 90s teams. early 2000s. Oh, those, oh, that's, I mean, come on. That's, we know. Those are Sticks and Bucks teams. I mean, those, those are Bob Watson. We know, but he gets credit for that. It's on his uh, resume, and uh, he will be a Hall of Famer. I don't know. And it's also about the way they use their money. Look at they have the third highest payroll in the league, and you know you hear they are the Astros developing a guy like Pena. Meanwhile, we're signing Marwin Gonzalez who had one ninety nine last year. I mean, that's the difference now. Yeah. It's like, and they're so letting Pena yeah. play as a rookie and right. not being afraid that oh he's not ready. Right, Peraza. Peraza can pick it, boy. Peraza can hit. I mean, I love Peraza's defense. Let's let's hope let's hope that they try to bring these kids up. I look, Keith. I would rather take two steps back to take two steps forward and go out and get, uh, you know, go out and build through the farm system. That's why I want to see young Yankees. Don't you want to see young players come up through the farm system? I do because when I was a kid, I I got into this when Jeter was a young Yankee, and I got to watch his entire career. Yep. Absolutely, man. Thanks for the time, brother. It's always a great show, and uh, continued success as always. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the call, Robbie. Robbie just made me think of a couple of things I want to get in before this is over. One, right, the Yankees, you know, this Trey Turner conversation, the Yankees passed on a bunch of shortstops last year. Correa, Seager, Story, Simeon, Baez. They chose IKF. IKF was traded twice. IKF was the apple of their eye. They chose him to be the shortstop of the New York Yankees, a premium position in all of sports. And then they forced him on us all season when we're like, this guy can't hit. He can't even elevate the ball into the outfield. He's not going to – I think he ended up with four home runs. Surprised the hell out of me. I thought he was going to never homer. And then he made, I don't know, 13, 14 errors. And when you get into – the tightest baseball, 
the the mistake-free baseball that you have to play in October, IKF, you can't put them out there. You're forced to go to two rookies, Cabrera at shortstop, Peraza at shortstop. So they can't now go and sign Trey Turner because they they chose IKF last year, and then they waited forever to get these young kids in there until the, like late September, and they weren't ready for October. So now everybody's like, let's see Volpe. Let's see Peraza. They can't go get a Trey Turner. Because then it's like, what was last? Then they'll look stupid for doing this IKF stopgap thing last year. And I read the article today with Mariano Rivera talking about Boone. And he said, if I'm the owner, Aaron Boone wouldn't stay. When things don't come out the way we want them to, all of the fault goes on the manager. And somebody has to pay the price. And we won't put that on the players. He played. He, he was in the Yankee culture. I got to meet Mariano Rivera this year. I got to play in Bernie Williams' softball game. That him and Mariano, they, they were taking it dead serious. Mariano was the first one on the field, stretching, throwing, running, wanted to win. I came out of the game to do an interview. He looked at me. He said, are you done? I said, no, I was doing an interview. He said, well, we need you in left field. The ball got hit to left field twice. You weren't out there. It went over the girl's head. Get back out there. I'm like, my bad, Mo. These guys want to win everything. Winning is the only thing. So Mariano goes on to say, as far as Boone's concerned, we just signed him. And for all the same reasons I listed a year ago, I believe that he's a good manager. No, that's Steinbrenner's quote. <laughs> I've lost my place in the article. But Mariano came out and and basically crushed Boone and said, like, he, like he's got to pay. He's the manager. He's pushing the buttons. He made all the decisions. And then later in the article, it says Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner and it's got the the quotes from from Hal. I don't care what Hal, what Hal has to say. I know what Hal's going to say. But for Mariano to come out and say, if I'm the owner, Aaron Boone wouldn't stay. This is a guy that's won rings, won championships with the Yankees, coming out and speaking against the current manager. This is Mariano Rivera, unanimous, the GOAT, speaking out against the Yankees and what they're doing. And I just like, I look at that as like, you know, even with, with, with uh, Jeter tonight, Jeter doesn't know how to answer these questions about, hey, Jeets, you see that they used the 2004 Red Sox uh, beating you guys' motivation? It makes me sick to my stomach. I, I, I don't know the context of it, but I don't like talking about it. I don't like talking to you about it right now. It's an ultimate failure. But somehow that infiltrated the Yankees club. I, I, like, they're so lost. They're so lost. And uh, I'm starting to see clearer now because I just realized it's another year of my adult life without a championship. The last championship, I was 21. We were in I was in college. So all of these years that have passed, I'm a grown man and I have to grow up and realize, hey, Santa Claus is not real. These guys are not going back to the World Series the way that they are operating and winning a World Series is not their number one priority. Let's go to Nick in Wharton, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Nick? What's going on, man? How you doing? All right. Um, so, listen, I just wanted to um, touch base with you a little bit about the Yankees. So, I'm a Met fan, but uh, I got a couple of Yankee fans, um, well, diehard Yankee fans, a couple of my friends are. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on them. Um, they, they've been telling me, you know, like the whole Boone and Cashman situation, like I get it. You know, the, I, I mean, the, I mean, they, they, they took the team to great heights. Like they really did. And, you know, for a lot of the Yankee fans to say that Cashman's not doing a good job, I mean, I mean, he got him. I mean, he got you guys to the ALCS. You know, that's that, that's that's pretty big. I mean, I get it. They they want the World Series. Everybody wants the World Series. I get that. But you know, I mean, you got to cut the guy a little bit of slack. I mean, I don't think I don't think Yankees fans are saying that he 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 hasn't done a good job. They win games, but these are the Yankees who preach World Series and sell you on World Series every chance they could sell you on the team going back to the World Series. He has failed at getting the Yankees back to the World Series. He has failed to sign top free agents. He has failed with his new analytical approach. And I think that's why Yankees fans are critical of Brian Cashman, because they're like, hey, it, it hasn't it hasn't added up to even getting back to the World Series. The other teams have closed the gap on us. Maybe it's time for a new voice. True. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I feel you. Thanks for the call, Nick. Dave in Brooklyn, you're probably my last call. Go for it. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, um, it's funny. It's like the Yankees are either going to spend money or not. It's as simple as that. 
They know what they have to do. They know how much money they have to spend. Judge is not enough. They need Trey Turner. They need they need to re-sign Benintendi. They need contact hitters. You know, we went from last year from signing Gallo to this year signing Benintendi. So we're headed in the right direction. And by the way, I've got something really cool. Uh, no, no, I'm not John Sterling. Um, but uh, I was watching some footage of the 77 World Series, right? To show you how crazy the fans were then, okay, before the last out was recorded, the fans were sitting on the right field fence with their legs dangling in play. <laughs> yeah. So if that ball had hit the wall, legs would have been in play. I'm not kidding. So, so yeah, I mean, these guys are big boys. They could handle the booing. I don't boo them. It's not my style. But anyway, have a great night, okay? Yeah, and thanks for saying that because I've never booed any of the New York Yankees either. I think the other night I came on and said, I boo the opposing pitcher for stepping off the mound. Boo, taking all day. Come on. But I've watched John Carlos Stan have multiple golden sombreros. I've watched Judge strike out, leave runners on. I've even I don't even boo I didn't even boo Joey Gallo because I legit felt bad for the guy. I'm like I'm not booing this guy. This guy can't 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 even handle it. Like I'm not I'm not gonna rain down boos on him like everyone else. Chris Carter Chris Carter came here after hitting 42 home runs. He still owes the Yankees a bunch of home runs. I was in there and he was striking out and people were booing him and I'm like I'm not booing this guy because he owes us some home some home runs. Like I root for the Yankees. I want them to succeed. Even Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole gives up bombs, stinkers, and I'm like, I'm not booing you because I want to win. I'm going to need you some other point in time. But I can't be mad at fans that show up there and spend $300 for a ticket, and they want to have fun, and they want something to cheer about, but instead they're watching errors and strikeouts, so they boo. That's all I've got, folks. Keith McPherson on the fan at Keith McPherson, wherever you follow people. Thanks for rocking with me. Thanks for calling up. Thanks for talking all around the sports. Salakot is next. Keep it locked right here. Call him up. If you're on the line, stay on hold. More sports talk coming your your way right here on the fan. I'll see you guys tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.